Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Grab your Bibles and stand with me this morning. I want to deal with a subject uh, that has turned into a series. Last week, we titled it Discovering Your Purpose. Today is going to be Discovering Your Purpose Part 2. I just couldn't get away from it. And ultimately, we'll culminate next week with the true divine purpose of God in your life. Amen. Was to be a, a replica, a, represent, a representation of the resurrected Jesus. So you're not going to want to miss that. Discovering Your Purpose. Grab your Bibles and turn with me to Luke chapter number 1. I'm going to begin in 34. Nisha, if you don't mind, I'm going to begin in 34. What I want you to understand before I begin to minister is Luke chapter number one deals with two impossible pregnancies. The whole book, I mean, the whole chapter of Luke chapter number one. Remember Luke chapter number one is when Elizabeth, when her husband Zachariah was in, he was a high priest. He was talking to the Lord and the Lord said, you know, your wife's going to have a baby. Well, the Bible says she was well stricken in years. Matter of fact, she was identified by her barrenness. They called her barren. Don't you hate it when people identify you with your dysfunction? I believe God loves it when people identify you with your dysfunction because he'll just change it. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I am not who they say I am. I am who God says I am. Amen. So don't let your failure identify you. That's a word right there. God bless you. You dismiss. You can go to the house. Amen. Don't let the people you're around identify you. Yeah, but you don't understand what I did. Amen. I don't understand what you did, but I fully understand what he did. That just hit me right there. I felt it. What he did was washed it, cleansed it, justified you, glorified you. Uh, we got to get busy. We're going to be here all day. So for the sake of time, you know the story, I suppose, of when the angel Gabriel showed up and just told Mary amen, another impossible pregnancy because she was a virgin, amen, that you're going to have a child. And she said, look, you don't understand, dude. I'm uh, not married. Not married, uh, so this is impossible. Uh, so I'm going to jump right in the middle of that story in verse number 34 so I can get you out of here by 2.30. What are y'all laughing about? Then said Mary unto the angel, Colby, thank you, sir, for being obedient to the Holy Spirit. Will somebody praise the Lord for obedience in this place this morning? Then said Mary unto the angel, how in the world can this be? Seeing I'm not even in a relationship. I'm not even positioned to operate on this level. Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. Here's how it'll happen. And the power of the high shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy just love it that he said thing, King James Version, that holy thing. Amen. This thing's so big, I ain't even got no identity for it. Hey, something's, I got to preach. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called something out of God. The son of God. Saying about you, it's about God and what he's going to do in you. And behold your cousin. Somebody shout cousin. Your kinfolk, that individual that's got genetic compatibility with you, that's important. Amen. Go to, he said, oh, I need to tell you something because it's kind of hard for you to believe right now, but you got a cousin named Elizabeth, you know, the old woman that they call barren. She, let me tell you. I mean, the angel was looking for an opportunity to testify, wasn't he? Let me tell you what God just did. He said, your cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, and she is six months pregnant. This is her sixth month with her who was called barren. 
For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me. See what a little testimony will do? All of a sudden, she went from, how can this be, to, let's do it. After the testimony, she started saying, wow, let that happen to me. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary, underlined it in your Bible, arose in those days. Mary arose in those days. When God speaks, you got to get up. You got to move. You got to go to a next level. You can't stay where you are. Amen? She arose in those days and went into the hill country in a hurry. Shake your neighbor and tell them, hurry, move, hurry, hurry, hurry. You got to move, hurry right now. You can't waste no time. God's spoken in your spirit. You can't waste no time. You got to move. You got to move. You got to get up. She arose in those days and went to the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. And she entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Something was happening on the inside and outside. And she spoke out with a loud voice. And said, blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of your salutation, salutation sounded in my ears, the baby leapt in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Now back to my original text, Romans chapter number 8, 28, to tie these messages together. Romans 8, 28 through 31 says, And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God, and to them who are called according to what? Whose purpose? His purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he, Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Whom he called, them he justified. Whom he justified, them he also glorified. What are we going to say about this stuff? If God be for us, who can be against us? You can set your powerful self in your seat. Discovering your purpose. <clears throat> this series of messages started off with uh, Joshua preaching uh, two sermons back to back on uh, your race and your goal and what you're called to do. And he, and he taught us something that I believe was uh, divine revelation, or it was for me, amen, that you all have your own individual race, amen? You all have your own individual, we're collective and we're all together in a collective purpose, but you have an individual purpose. So when Paul said, when you run, you gotta run to win, He wasn't talking, Josh taught us, that he was talking about competing with one another so you could receive the prize. He said, if only the winners receive the prize, and you're only going to get the reward if you finish your race. So you can't be rewarded if you don't know what your race is. You can't win if you don't know what your race is. So we didn't know it, but the Lord sparked a journey that we've been on now for about four or five weeks. Amen. Uh, this led us to this point today. So we learned last week that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen? We learned that we are the workmanship of God, intricately designed by God with a predetermined purpose in his mind. Ain't he bad? 
Man, ain't nothing like God. From the beginning, when he was weaving or woven or ever how you say that, you in your mother's womb, he had an intent in mind when he was putting you together. Amen? Everything, therefore, everything that we would need to fulfill that purpose was woven into the very fabric of your being. You didn't show up and God said, hmm, what am I going to do with her? What am I going to do with him? Amen. No, sir. He had a plan for you from the very foundations of the world to the point that our purpose in part, and I'm going to put that in there, in part can be discovered. Hear me now. Your purpose in part can be discovered by a natural inclination you have. Go with me now by natural inclination or an inner desire or a pull into a certain direction. Where do you feel God pulling you? What, 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 what do you feel in you, amen, that you need to do? And you gotta be careful right here because that desire will never match your ability. Amen? Because some of you have a desire that you snuffed out because your abilities don't add up to your desire. Stay with me now. Amen? So you're thinking, oh my God, that must be me. That can't be. Some of you, amen, are so, you feel so unqualified, you won't even share with people what you really desire to do for Jesus. Amen? Another reason you don't want to tell anybody is because you don't want to be held accountable by somebody. Oh, my God. Uh-huh, I got you. You got you right then, didn't I? So the point that our purpose can be discovered by a natural inclination or an inner desire or a pull into a certain direction. And that pull, that draw, that inner desire is called the calling. Y'all hear that word all the time. I'm not called for this. I'm not called. He's called. They called. They called. I'm called. Everybody's called. Ain't nobody called. Everybody's just throwing that term around. And when we don't even realize that the pull that's in the inside of you, the desire that you may have snuffed out and ain't even talking about, amen, that inner desire is the calling. And, and, and my text said, whom he predestined, he called. And the word called, I taught you last week, means to be invited. Invited. When God called you, that means he's given you an invitation to operate in a realm that is beyond you. And that invitation can be identified by your inner desire. The calling slash the invitation, the inner desire grants you the permission and the opportunity to walk in your predestined destiny. You can't do it without an invitation. You ain't even invited to the party if you, ain't, you don't get an invitation. Are you following me? So the calling is the invitation from God. It's God's opportunity that granted to you to operate on a level you can't operate on your own. Now, what needs to be noted, you gotta go with me, I'm going somewhere. What needs to be noted here is that when you get an invitation from God, his invitation is for you to fulfill his purpose. That's what our scripture said, right? When you get this pull, when you get this tug, when this inner desire comes into your heart, it's the invitation of God, amen, for you to fulfill his purpose. Because the Bible says we were called or invited according to God's purpose. The problem is that the Bible says, God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Therefore, the calling to fulfill God's purpose will always be beyond your way of thinking, 
It will always be way beyond your way of of thinking, and it will always be way beyond your own ability. Oh, who am I talking to this morning? Which is why you have to be called. There has to be a divine invitation because the invitation is permission granted for you to operate on a level you never thought you could operate on. Tell, uh, help me right now. Tell your neighbor right now, you've been given permission to do some God stuff. You have been given permission to do some things that is so far beyond you that you have a hard time wrapping your mind about. In other words, you've been given an invitation to be awesome. Man, that's good, that's good stuff right there. Huh? I need you to lay all your false humility down that you're just trying to be humble and you don't want to be anybody. Amen. The fact that, amen, God didn't put that in you. He put something in you that made you want to do great things. Every one of you. I don't care what you have not accomplished. I don't care how much failure's been in your life. There's something in every one of you to do great things. Amen? To be awesome. That's why you men run around wearing football jerseys with football names on it in a professional. You ever thought that was weird? Uh, It's because something in you is compelled to do something great like they do. So the calling is the invitation to do something awesome. Divine permission granted equals divine ability given. I'm going to say that again. Write it down. Divine permission granted equals divine ability given. When he calls you to something, he gives you the power to do it. For whom he calls, he justifies. And whom he justifies, he glorifies. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God that is working in you to will and to do. Amen. Look at that. Not in your own strength. It is God who worketh in you both to... We'll get the right translation in a minute. My fault. Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectively at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. He said, it is God who puts the desire in you. It is God who gives you the will. And it is God who gives you the power to fulfill that will. Amen. He said, that's what the calling is all about. That's why when Peter saw Jesus walking on the water, he didn't just bail out of the boat. He said, Lord, if that be you, bid me to come to you on the water. That word bid there means invite me. Invite me to come to you. In other words, Peter knew he could not operate on that level without divine ability. But he also knew that permission granted equals ability given. Amen. For he who he calls, he glorifies. But the real question is, what made Peter ever even think? What made Peter to ever even think about asking for an invitation to walk on that level? Have you ever thought about that? There's 12 men in that boat. Ain't nobody ever walked on the water. It's it's nonsense. It's something that shouldn't even enter into the human mind, amen? So what spontaneously made Peter just right out of the blue say, Lord, if that's you, give me an invitation because where you invite me to, you empower me to. Amen. I know it's impossible and I know it's beyond me, but if I get, so there was something in Peter. There was some type of pull. Are you listening to me? Amen. In other words, these weren't Peter's thoughts. This wasn't Peter's way. This was the thoughts of God being deposited in a man to do what could not be done. 
Oh, you got to go with me. I'm finna help somebody. These were thoughts from God dropped into this spirit. Amen. Can I tell you those thoughts that are in your mind, amen, and in your heart, they're God's. They're God's thoughts. They're God's way. There's, they, they, they are God's will in doing things. Amen. Those thoughts are too high to be your thoughts. That's how you can tell it's God. I talk to people all the time, amen. Uh, I, I just don't know if this is God or not. I just got this desire, and I'm wanting to step out here and do this and, and do that, amen. And we struggle with whether it's God or not. Can I help you right now? If those thoughts are beyond your capabilities and abilities, then they must be God's. They're not yours. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. His ways are higher than your ways. That's why Ephesians 3 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you're able to ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. The calling is the power to think like God thinks. The power that's working in you, amen, is the ability to think like God thinks. And it's God's thoughts being dropped into your heart right now to reveal to you your purpose. But there's multitudes who will never step into purpose because those thoughts are so much higher than their own. The way that he's pulling you is so far beyond you. Mm, mm, mm. Are y'all listening to me this morning? Amen. And Jesus simply said, come on. I extend unto you the invitation that matches the desire that's in your heart. Because the invitation is a reflection of what God deposited down in you. Oh my God, help me this morning, Holy Spirit, amen. In other words, Peter felt the pull of destiny pulling him to walk in the realm that was beyond him. That's what salvation is all about. A calling to live at a level that you cannot live in by yourself. A calling to live a life of holiness that you cannot live yourself. That, that's what salvation is all about. We're going to preach that next week, amen. Jesus simply in, extended an invitation, amen. And listen to me. Eleven others didn't feel the pull. It never crossed their mind. Eleven other people in the boat, and it never crossed their mind to get out of the boat, amen. It crossed their mind to have a prayer meeting to get Jesus to come to where they are. But only Peter thought about going out there and walking in a realm that only Jesus could walk in. Some of you this morning have felt the pull. And maybe you didn't even recognize it for what it was. Maybe you snuffed that thing out so quick. Hey, Amen. I'm telling you, I believe that a lot of times we talk about Peter was the only one in the boat that had faith because the leaven never moved. I submit to you, the leaven never got the invitation. They never even thought about it. They never even dreamed about it. Amen. Jesus was caring. So, and some of you are being called into areas nobody else is thinking about. You have an invitation into an area that everybody else is not supposed to get. Amen? Some of you felt it, but you don't realize it because it's just a small, still voice. You thought the prophet was going to call you out, anoint you with oil, you're going to fall out on the floor, and there was going to be a voice from heaven that says, go into the prison and preach. Huh, Tammy? Amen. You just thought, and some of us, we leave the church when the prophet comes and we're so disappointed. I thought, sure, he'd call me out. <laughs> I thought, sure, he'd just call me out and give me a word, and I would know. And all the long, all the while, that small, still voice is inside you pulling you into an area that you are predestined to operate in. It's Jesus just saying, come on, come on. Jesus is saying, come. Others may not even notice, amen, but it bothers you. It bothers you. It, it just bothers you to the point that you want to do something about it. 
It just bothers you to the point. Come on, tell your neighbor, you finna find your purpose. Tell him that you just want to do something about it. Even though you feel helplessly, uh, uh, hopelessly unqualified. Something's got you wanting to climb out of the boat of your comfort zone. Amen. It's the calling. When other people's don't even, when other people around you are not even noticing, something's got you wanting to climb out of the boat. I just need confirmation right now. Am I preaching to anybody in this place? Uh, I don't know what to, I, I, I don't I don't know what my neighbor's thinking. I don't know what everybody's thinking, but I am getting so uncomfortable in my comfort zone. Who am I preaching to right now? I'm getting so uncomfortable being comfortable because I see Christ out in the realm of the supernatural and that's where I want to go. That's all right. You can help me out, daughter. It's the calling. It's the calling. When other people don't even notice, it really bothers you. Amen. It's the calling when something you just wants to fix it. You just want to fix it. You, 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 you just want to do something about it. Amen. Some of you this morning had a hard time focusing on worship because you noticed the mics had a little too much reverb in them. Amen. The mics had a little too... Russ, you didn't notice? Well, it's not your calling, son. So just, just rest. Stay away from our soundboard, Okay. He said, didn't bother me none. Amen. Yeah, some of you, we were just worshiping, having a good time, and you're sitting over and saying, oh my God, if they would just tweak that a little bit, it would help them out so much more. Is anybody listening to me, amen? Is this too simple for you to hear the voice of God, amen? He said, there's, there's not enough bass, and you're thinking, my God, if it just let me on it, I'd fix it. So you sitting over out of the spirit while we, who am I preaching to? Huh? Yeah, you don't even realize it. And you're wanting to come up here and get anointed with oil so I can be anointed and the prophet can tell me, fix the sound. When in reality, God in heaven is saying, I wove it into your fabric to make this place sound like nobody else has even noticed it. And it's standing out to you because you are a purpose. You, you, you are destined to fix it. I'm afraid this is gonna be too simple for you spiritual people. It's, it's woven in the very fabric of your being. Amen. For some of you, everybody is around you worshiping and they, they, they're just worshiping all around you and they don't even notice that the praise team is struggling. They, they just don't even, we don't even notice that. Oh my God, she missed that note. Amen. They don't even notice. Oh, if I just bring it up a little bit right here. They don't even notice, amen. But it's bothering you to high heaven, amen. And you're saying, my God, if they would just beat that drum a little harder right here, amen. Everybody else just worshiping the Lord, but you can't even get in the service because you're wanting to, amen. There's something in the praise team that's missing. You know what, the, what it is? That's the voice of God. You're a worshiper. You sure looking guilty over here to my right. I ain't calling no names, Sister Helen. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Amen. Huh? Why? Because it bothers you and you want to fix it and you want to be a part of it. Amen. And something in you, that voice is pulling you out of the boat. But everything with you, I can't do that. I can't do that. That's why I, mean. I need to leave that. My God, you're going to get your money's worth today. Are you ready? It's the calling. Called you called to worship. I don't care if they sing in Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow or chain breaker. No matter to me. Amen. I don't know the difference. You could tell by that tone. It just came out of my voice. Amen. That ain't my calling. Somebody say, stay in your lane, preacher. Stay in your lane. Huh? Amen. It's just not who I am. It's who you are. And if you're not careful, amen. And can I just throw something in here right now? Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. The word bid, bid means invite slash command. So ever calling is a commandment. I'm try this side over here, amen. So really, it ain't like you have an option because once the calling is on your life, which was given you from the foundation of the world, if you're not operating in your bidding, you're in disobedience to the commandment. Oh my God, this is just getting too real right now. You think you're just gonna march your way into heaven you're dis with your disobedient self? 
Hmm. That's what I think, Scott. Look at that wisdom he's got. He's got that hand on his... Hmm. It's a command. Another reason a bid is a command, because Peter was literally saying, if that's you, command me to come. Because if you command me to come, you're obligated to give me the strength to walk in that area. If you commanded me to come, I ain't got to worry about that H2O don't hold up water. Uh, water don't hold up people, amen. I ain't got to worry about that because you commanded me to go do it. Can I help somebody right now? The Lord has commanded you to go do some things, but you're allowing the circumstances to stop you. You need to step out of your comfort zone. So while you're, you're sitting there freaking out because the worshipers can't get it right, everybody around you, they ain't never noticed. Some, some, some didn't notice. Some just walked through them front doors this morning, didn't think nothing about it. Amen. But some of you, amen, you couldn't walk through the doors without stopping to hold them open to somebody else. Amen. And you can't get mad at other people because they don't hold up the door. I didn't get the call. I didn't hear that call. I didn't get that invitation. But what's got you men standing at the back of this church, I didn't ask them to do that. I didn't tell them to do that. That's why if you get up and go to the restroom before I get through uh, preaching, you're not going to touch them doors. They're going to open them doors for you. Chances are you ain't going to come to Life Church and never open a door to get in this place. They're going to fly open because somebody heard the call. Hey, amen. And, and, and I think I've even told Jermaine, man, don't stand up. I can't believe you're standing up the whole service. I couldn't do that, could you? Because you ain't called to. But when you call to, it's reasonable service. When you call to, you don't need somebody saying, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. Amen. You don't go home saying, nobody even noticed I stood at the door. Nobody applauded me. Nobody thanked me. Is anybody listening to me? If that's the way you think you need to sit down, that's not your calling. Oh, my God. This is just too much for one Sunday. But when you call, it's just reasonable service. I'm just operating. This is what I was created to do. Amen. What I created to do, man, I, this ain't a burden to me. I find joy in doing this. I mean, it's like I was born to do this. Oh, my God. Some of you, some of you don't even notice. But when you're called to something, you want to fix it. It bothers you. I know I embarrass you a lot, but, but look to your neighbor and ask them, what's bothering you? What's bothering you, dude? Some, some people went to the same meeting you went to, and they did. Hey, open that door for him. Look at there. Watch, y'all. See? Handshake, open the door. Cody is going to kill me. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Nobody had to tell him to do it. It was coming from the inside. Oh my God, I can't, I can't get away. Some of you went to the meeting, amen, and didn't even realize how unorganized it was. You didn't even notice how unorganized it was. I mean, they had 11 chairs in this row and nine chairs in this row and you couldn't even pay attention because you was... My God. And you'll only sit there so long till you'll get up and say, excuse me, sir, can I get you to get up? I need to move your chair because this is not symmetrical. Amen. That's good. That's good. My God. This is not symmetrical and there's 11 rows and there's nine rows here and it's driving me nuts. Huh? That guy sitting in the 11 chair said, are you serious? Huh? Amen. It, it, it bothers you. If it bothers you, it may be because you got the gift of administration and you're an organizer. Are you listening to me? And you didn't even hear the voice of God. Amen. As he was speaking to you, you thought there had to be a voice from heaven and it comes from the inside. Amen. I don't care how they're setting or where they're setting, as long as I got something set in. How about you? Can I get an amen? You didn't know. You want to say, excuse me, sir, can I, your, your chair's a little caught. Can I straighten that up? My God, I work with somebody like this. I ain't telling no names. But you, you think it's normal to color, color coordinate your clothes in your closet. We'll narrow it on down. 
Yeah, you think that's normal, <laughs> that all your clothes are color-coordinated, and it bothers you if all the toes of your shoes are not perfectly even. Amen. Can I give you a revelation, Mr. Administrator? That's not normal. <laughs> Can I get a witness from somebody else? Huh? Bill, would you help me out now? Uh, amen. Who said that? Oh, Lord. It's not normal. It's more normal to kick them off. And... Amen. It, it, it's not normal. It may be it's the voice. It's the call. It's the inner pull to straighten things up and get it right. Some of you, I could go out there and get in your car, and I wouldn't have to go get lunch. There's enough french fries and chicken nuggets. Hmm? Huh? Man, I got some of y'all eat all the way home. My God, I thought it was over, but there's another one. <laughs> there's another one in the cup holder. Man. Oh, my God, I'm just being real. Huh? Don't bother you a bit. Come on in, preacher. Let's go. Let's go get something to eat. Huh? Amen. Huh? Uh, Jennifer drove my truck the other day, and when I got in it, there was drink there. I just drank her drink and... Uh, amen, but some of y'all ain't got lint in your carpet in your car because it bothers you. What are you raising them eyes for? It's woven in the fabric of your being that you are an organizer. I got one for you, amen. There, there's some of you out there, amen, uh, that never, never think about the church. I mean, the kids at church being ministered to, you don't think about it. Kids just running everywhere around here and you just love the kids and all that, but you never think, are they being ministered to? Are they being taught? Are they getting anything from Jesus? Amen. But you, it's driving you nuts until you say, my God, Pastor, we got to do something about this. We got to do something about this, amen. Somebody give them people a praise. Come on, they deserve it. Thank God that all them, them little angels are not in here this morning. Amen. You don't think about it. For some of you, the teacher is teaching and it's bothering you that he missed the point. Uh-huh. Boy, I just see it when it clicks. Amen. He's teaching and preaching and you're saying, oh my God, say this, say this, say this. To the point, it bothers you so bad, excuse me. Excuse me, what about this? And then you reveal something that the teacher didn't reveal. Why? Because it's a drawing of you in that area to teach the gospel. Oh, really? I didn't know. I just thought there'd be music in heaven and angels saying, teach, teach. God, I'm on one this morning. God, I, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing potential in my singing voice. Huh? Are y'all hearing it? I'm gonna expand my resume. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Come on. Amen. The teacher is teaching and, and, and you're saying, oh my God, this is good, this is good. And you're just wanting to, you're just wanting to be a part of it. But amen. And it's because you're called to teach, but you won't step into it because your ability don't match that inner desire that's in you and it robs you from climbing out of the boat. My God, are y'all with me this morning? Here's one for you. Some of you, I know y'all are not going to believe this, but it's true. I know a man like this. Some of you are interested in numbers. Numbers just amaze you. Huh? You're interested in budgets. numbers and budgets and adding it up and you get fired up when you start talking about organizing money and, 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 and put it in a budget and, and put this over here in this category and this over here in this category and this over here in this category. Amen. Well, well I'm sitting there saying only category I want it in is right here. Just put it right in here. Just file it. <laughs> Mr. Organizer, just file it right here. Amen. Uh, you listening to me? But it's because you have the gift. Amen. Of, 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 of bringing finances in order. Oh, come on now. I'm being spiritual this morning. Amen. And, and, and everybody else may not feel that pull, but you got it. You got it. 
You can move it out. And, and listen to me. Amen. And, and it bothers you. It bothers you if the money's not being spent right. It bothers you if it's not being handled right. Amen. It bothers you. Amen. And it, don't, it, ain't, it, don't, it ain't even the fact that it's not handled right. Amen. It's just not handled with a ministry of excellence. You catch that? So it just bothers you when it don't bother the people around you. Amen. Uh, and, and listen to me now. It don't bother you so you can fuss. It bothers you so you can fix it. Now, if you don't get nothing else, you need to write that down. It don't bother you so you can gripe. We get more of that than purpose being pulled. I don't know why they don't do this, and I don't know why they don't do that. Amen. I don't know why they don't do this and do that. Amen. Well, here you do it. Oh, I'm not called. <laughs> I heard it loud and clear with your fuss. Oh, God, that's good preaching, huh? Amen. Well, if it bothers you bad, that bad and you're gossiping about it and can't sleep about it, you must be anointed to do something about it. Oh, my God, I, I got to go. I got to go. I got just a few minutes. Listen, you got to get this. And you got to be careful not to let the diversities of purpose cause divisions. I'm going to say that again. Amen. You got to be careful not to let the diversities of purpose cause division because if you're not careful, you'll get angry when what bothers you don't bother them. Hmm? Yeah, if you're not careful, amen, you'll get fighting mad because what's bothering you is not bothering everybody around you and you're saying, why don't they get on board? Why don't they help me? Why don't they support it? Why don't they do it? Amen, because they are the leaven. They didn't get the invitation to do it. Amen. Well, if they was more spiritual, Oh my God, I'm heading the devil off right now. If they were more spiritual, amen, they would notice the need and they would be helping me do what I'm supposed to do. Can I help you, fusser? You fusser, can I help you? Amen. You don't want them people with you because they're gonna gripe, they're gonna fuss, they don't have the passion, they don't have the calling, and they just gonna pull you down while you're trying to do what God called you to do. Oh my God. It's because that's not their creative purpose. Everybody can't be everything. Boy, this helped me so much when I learned all this stuff. I'm not intimidated at all by handing you the. Here you go. Get after it. Just knock yourself out. Make me look good. Huh? Don't bother me one bit. Just, just, just get after it. It's not my calling. Amen. So sometimes. Purpose can be discovered by what bothers you the most. Purpose can be discovered by the desire. What are you passionate about? What are you drawn to? What are you interested in or compelled by? When, when you see and hear people talk about missions, is there something in you that leaps? Is there something in you just, oh my God, I want to go to Africa, sleep on the ground, be bit by skeeters, amen, and risk getting malaria. Oh Jesus, I can't wait to go, amen. I just want to go, amen, where I got to eat fish heads and eyeballs and goat. Oh, all you missionaries, get ready. I've been there, amen. I want to go with a smell of so bad it's hard to get it to you and you just get fired up about that stuff amen that's why in this next missionary trip I'm going to be standing at the airport go get them huh anybody with me go get them get out of here y'all amen I'm going to be laughing and praising amen I ain't intimidated because y'all I'm not going you can't make me feel bad because I ain't going amen I'm going to tell them I'm anointed to go back to Columbia y'all go to Africa Oh, is anybody listening to me? Amen. Here, 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 here. I'll give you a little money. You go get them. I'll just support you from a distance. I'm with you. God bless you. Don't want to be you. See, it just relieves everybody. And them little missionaries, they're going to have their little shots in their arm and they're going to have their little passport and they're going to be getting on there and they're going to go over there and come back saying, my God, y'all missed it. My God, is, are y'all listening to me live church? I'm trying to help you this morning. That's the way it is. Be careful that you don't get mad because of what bothers you. Don't bother other people. It ain't supposed to. Eleven wasn't supposed to climb out of the boat that day. One. Because he's the only one that thought of it. 
He wasn't even thought of it. God didn't let me think of it. He didn't design me to do it. Can I go deeper? So, so what is it? Huh? Budgets and money? Some numbers excite you? Do you go speaking in tongues? Do you go to quoting numbers? Bam, that's you. Huh? It ain't me. Amen? Huh? Women's prisons ministry? Amen? Does that, does that compel you? Is there compelling in there in you? Go get them. Go get them. Oh, we need Bibles for prison ministry. You're supposed to announce that. All your Bibles you don't want, bring them. We didn't ask you to buy any. Yeah, I know you got 20 or 30 Bibles. You don't read any of them. I mean, you don't read but one of them. Tommy, from the abundance of the heart. Amen. So it's your desires. You, sometimes purpose can be revealed by your desires. What ministry or minister are you stirred by? That could be a sign. What ministry or ministry, ministry or minister, ministry, what, 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 what are you stirred by? What are you compelled by? Amen. Does it bother you that the men don't have a productive program around here? Amen. Maybe that's because that's, that's in you. That's your passion. Amen. What is it? Amen. Uh, that, that, that ministry or that ministry you're compelled by and you have a passion, you have a kindred passion or calling. If you're compelled by them, you have a kindred. Somebody say cousin. I'm still on my tech. You have a kindred. There's something about them that just stirs me. There's something about that ministry that just stirs me. The Bible says when Mary went to Elizabeth and told her she was pregnant with destiny, the Bible says Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting and her baby left in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost and empowered by him. And she spoke out with a loud voice. Amen. That, that, that calling will make a quiet man speak up. She spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are thou among men, women. Blessed are the fruit of thy womb. Mary and Elizabeth were both pregnant with kindred destiny. And when Mary spoke, something in Elizabeth leapt. Is Asher jumping there? He, he's just leaping in her belly. Something, he's got the anointing. Amen. When, when she spoke, something left in her womb. Are you following me? This unformed, not fully developed something, this something she hadn't even seen, hadn't even given a name to, hadn't even identified, was jumping and kicking. Elizabeth says, something in you stirs up something in me. I can't even put my finger on it yet. I hadn't even given it a name yet. I haven't even identified it yet. All I know is when I'm around you, it so stirs something in me that it's just kicking and it's leaping and it's jumping. The desire in me is stirred up. She said, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen what's in me. I haven't identified it. Amen. But when I'm around certain people, it gets stirred up in me. It gets stirred up in me, and I know there's something greater in me. The Bible says she was filled, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Holy means sacred, and ghost means current of air. It means breath. It means breathe. Breath. Breeze. It means breeze. So some of you are in a position right now that you may not can explain it. Amen. You may not can explain it, but you, the holy breeze of destiny is blowing on your life right now. You may not can identify the fullness of it, but you feel the breeze. You feel the call. You feel the tug way down deep inside of you. Amen. It's kicking and it's screaming and it's pushing. You know something more is in there. The problem is destiny is always incubated in the womb of impossibility. Destiny, purpose, is always incubated in the womb of impossibility. Elizabeth was too old, and Mary was a virgin. It's impossible. It's impossible. I can't do that. It's impossible. Hear me. This is very important. I'm going to try to leave out on this. When you're pregnant with purpose, you have to be careful who you share with. 
Write that down. When you are pregnant with purpose, you got to be careful who you share with. You got to be careful who you hang out with. You got to hang out with people with destiny. You got to hang, because people who don't have destiny will abort what God's trying to put in you. Oh, you can't do that. You're not qualified for that. Amen. You don't have the makeup for that. You're not even in position to operate on that level. You got to be careful who you hang out with. That's, that's why the Bible says uh, that, that Mary said, I know who I can talk to. I'm going to go see Elizabeth. The Bible says she arose in those days and went to the hill country. Hill country is a region, amen, with an elevated, it's an elevated region above the common ground. When God speaks destiny in you, you got to get away from common people and go to the high ground, to the elevated ground. Oh my God, y'all got to get this. Y'all got to get that, amen. You got to go to the elevated ground. Why? Because it's a Genesis principle. Just a little while longer, stay with me. It's a Genesis principle that everything produces after its own kind, right? God said it. Everything produces after its own kind. Kind has to do with genetic compatibility. In other words, there can be no productivity without compatibility. You got to find people you can pollinate with. You cannot be productive without pollination. But pollination requires compatibility. Are you with me? When you're pregnant with purpose, you got to hang out with people with a kindred spirit. You got to get around people of destiny. You got to get around people. She went to her cousin's house. Amen. She's got to say, she said, I got to find somebody with genetic compatibility. I got to find somebody who thinks like I think. Why? Because purpose pollinates purpose. Passion pollinates passion. Desire pollinates desire. The lack thereof will suck it out of you. It'll abort what God's trying to do in you. So if you're going to be productive, you got to hang around compatibility. Just because you go to the same church don't mean you're compatible. Just because you sit on the same pew does not mean you're compatible. Just because you sing on the same praise team don't mean you're compatible. Just because you friended them on Facebook, it don't mean you're compatible. It don't mean you're cousins in the spirit. It don't mean you have a, uh, 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 a compatible spirit. Amen. Let me say, tell you something. Chicken and eagles both have feathers. Chicken and eagles both lay eggs, but they cannot reproduce because they're not genetically compatible. So don't let the feathers of religion fool you. Oh, oh. Don't let their spiritual song and jargon fool you that they're an eagle when they're really a chicken. Because a chicken... <laughs> will try to rob you of your purpose and it'll abort what you got in you. That's why as soon as Mary got the word, did you know the Bible says she arose and went to the high country? God has spoke some stuff into people in this building that you can't keep hanging around the same people you hanging around. You gotta get up and you gotta, I feel the Holy Ghost now. You gotta get up and you gotta move up. You got to get around people who challenge you. Well, I ain't got nobody around me that challenge you. You got a phone, don't you? Quit using it for gossip and pull up some great big woman of God. Pull up a woman of God. Get you a book. Oh, get you a book with somebody that's got a compatible spirit that stirs this thing in you. Huh? My God. So I'm not saying the chickens ain't going to heaven. Didn't say that for all you chicks. I'm just saying you don't let them fool you. I know they got feathers and they, 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 
Come on, I shouldn't have done that. They, they lay eggs, and, and, and you may think they're alike. Amen. Let me tell you something. Chickens may go to heaven, but eagles live in the heavens. I said chickens may go to heaven, but the eagles live. Oh, my God. This matter of fact, here, here's how you can distinguish between a chicken and an eagle. It's by looking at the region they live in. All you got to do is check out the to- territory. Mary said, I got to leave the common low ground, and I got to go to the hill country. Eagles, the chickens are hanging out in the lowlands of negativity and gossip and Hurry, preacher, get through. You're getting too long-winded here. Can I tell you, if they're hanging out in the lowlands of negativity, gossip, laziness, if they're content living in the lowlands of spiritual barrenness, they're not eagles. Chickens. You know what preachers do to chickens? <laughs> Mary arose. <laughs> What'd that boy say back there? Eat them. Kills them. <laughs> that day, out of the mouth of babes, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> She's, Mary said, Mary arose and went to the hill country. God, help me, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I got to get through this message. She said, I, I know the people down here on this level, and I know what they're going to say. Did you know she left for three months? Three months, she got out of her country and went to the hill country because she said, I know what they're going to say. When I tell them I'm pregnant, they're going to want to stone me. They want to kill whatever's in me. When you're hanging around chickens and you try to reveal purpose to them, they'll try to destroy. Amen. Why? Because they ain't never been nothing but a chicken. They ain't never going to be nothing but a chicken. And they feel more comfortable keeping you a chicken. Amen. She said, they'll stone me here. I got to go to the hill country where Elizabeth is. She will understand. My God. You can listen to how people talk. Tell if they're eagle or chicken. Elizabeth, she was an eagle. Because when Mary got there and told her, she said, spoke with a loud voice saying, blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Amen. That's eagles. When you tell eagles purpose and plan, they'll say, oh my God, I see it in you. It's you. Remember what Elizabeth said? She said, there shall be a performance of those things which were told you from God. Amen. While everybody else is saying you, it can't happen, uh, uh, the eagles are saying, God's going to do what he said he was going to do. I don't care what you are now. I don't care how bad you failed and blown it. God's going to do it in you. Huh? I just, I just dare you one more time. Look over at your neighbor. Look him right now and say, oh, you're a chicken. Are you a chicken? Huh? Oh. Huh? I heard you over in worship. Oh. Boy, this is so applicable. I didn't realize it. Chicken. Climb out of the boat. Huh? Go teach that class. Maybe you're too chicken to be an eagle. See there? You caught it, didn't you? Huh? Chicken, chicken, chicken. Uh, amen. Are you listening to me? Chickens won't never get off the ground. You know what I found about chickens? They can't fly. They can only fly in fleet. They can only fly in danger, and they can only get six foot high, and they can't fly very far. All this time, chickens fly when something's trying to eat them. They fly to my office. Fly to the pastor's house as far as they can go. Bloom, bloom. Amen. Are you listening to me? In a storm, eagles are, amen. Chicken walk in poop. They excrete it and walk in it. Ask for forgive. Ask for God to, oh, please forgive me, and then live in it. Oh, Jesus, huh? That's a chicken. That's a chicken. Oh, God, please forgive me. Next day, I'm still walking in the same stuff I just got rid of. Ooh, this is getting too real. Uh, hey, man, not eagles. Eagles don't walk in their poop. They do it from the air. Are you listening to me? They get rid of it and they go higher. Oh, somebody ought to help me. Hey, man, are you a chicken or are you an eagle? Can I tell you, you'll never become an eagle hanging out with chickens. Next Sunday, some of y'all going to be sitting in a different place. Excuse me. I'm getting out of this chicken pen. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm getting out of this chicken coop. Eagles challenge other eagles. You can't challenge chickens. Huh? 
God's going to create a church full of eagles, amen, that can look you in the eye and say, man, you're messing up, you're fooling up. That's not what you are. You are better than that. Uh, are you listening to me? Amen. They'll take the feathers out of the nest. The eagle kicks her young out of the nest. Uh, amen. You can't kick a chicken out of the nest. He'll die. You took him out high and kicked him out, he's going to die when he hits the ground. Amen. But an eagle, you can kick them out. You can push them out. Because before they hit the ground, they're going to. Mary said, I can't give birth to what God's put in me in this low country. I'm going to rise, and I'm going to go to the high country, and I'm going to hang out with Elizabeth for three months. Some of you, God has put people in your life that's simply trying to pull you up, and they won't tell you what you want to hear. I got a, here's prophecy right here. They're not going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to tell you what you need to hear. They're going to be telling you what God is saying in your life so you can mount up with wings as eagles and start flying on a brand new play. Amen. But when people start doing it in our lives, chickens will gravitate back to chickens. Just going to go hang out down here. Pressure ain't so bad down here. Huh? Last point. I'm done. When she found out she was pregnant, she arose in haste and went to the high country. Shake your neighbor and tell him, hurry up. You can't wait. You can't stay here no longer. You cannot stay in the environment you're in any longer. Now, move. She arose in those days. Why? Because that seed that's been placed in you will be killed by your environment. Oh my God, you got to get this and I'm going to get out of your way. Amen. You're trying to become an eagle while hanging out with chickens. You got to get away from there. You got to hurry. You got to hurry. Why? Because that word's going to die in you. That purpose is going to die in you. It's going to get killed by the people around you. She said, I got to go to somebody who's looking me in the eye and saying, blessed, that thing in you is going to be so phenomenal. It's going to be so remarkable. You got to be hanging around people that says, what God said to you is going to come to pass. You're going to make it. You're going to be a superpower. You're, gonna, you're anointed to be awesome. Don't let people around you. Don't let your circumstances. I don't care if what you got to do, you got to get out. You got to get out. You got to move. You got to change your Facebook uh, list, whatever it's called. You need to go through it right now. Everybody pull out your cell phone and start streaming down. Say, chicken, chicken, delete. Chick. Son, that is the, that's probably some of the best advice you ever going to get. Chicken, delete. You don't cuss like that. Why you read? Why you want to read somebody else cussing at you? You don't live like that. Why you want to read about them living like that? You're not that negative. Why you still got negative people in your Facebook? I just found an awesome, awesome new app. No, I don't think it's an app. I think it's on every phone. And you can pull up a certain number and push ignore. Does y'all's phone do that? Ignore. Every one of you need to pull up the chickens and hit ignore. Or is it block? Block. And don't leave nothing in there but eagles. Problem with hanging out with eagles is they challenge you. They won't let you feel sorry for yourself. Hmm? They won't let you waller in that. If you want to talk like that, you got to get away from me. I pulled up. I pulled up eagles. Patty came to my office and I was just watching eagles attack horses, dogs. One picked up a baby in the park. It's cool. You ought to see this stuff. What an eagle can do is phenomenal. And I even seen one eagle attack and killed a chicken. That kid hear that? <laughs> but what I seen that would amaze me is that a chick, an eagle got caught in a chicken coop accidentally. And he was going crazy. They were trying to get him out of there and he was going crazy. 
He was, I mean, nearly killing himself. I mean, he was fighting and running into the wire. He would not be comfortable. Amen. You'll know you're an eagle when you get caught in sin and you can't stand it. I got trapped in here and I got to get out of here no matter what it costs. Chicken just goes strutting. Stand with me, y'all. I got to quit. This is the message with no end. As far as I know, I got one more message on discovering your purpose. But I believe enough revelation has been given you that you realize your purpose has been woven into your very fabric from the very beginning. And the very desires in the spiritual realm was actually identifying what you've been called to do. So you need to quit focus on the leaven, Peter. And climb out of your boat of comfort zone. Because I preached a message two weeks ago on Cairo's timing. Cairo's timing is God's divine moment in your life. And everything's in cycles. So this moment's going to pass. you got to embrace it. That's why the Bible says when she become pregnant, she arose immediately. And went to the high country. you got to embrace it now. you got to embrace it now. You gotta embrace it now. This is very important for just a few minutes. Some of you have put off purpose for so many years, you don't even recognize this voice anymore. And I've been praying that through these series that that voice would be stirred up back in you. Some of you have failed so hard and so many times and just blown it. Blown it. And as a result, the enemy would wanna try to put that voice of purpose and destiny out in you. Can I challenge you right now? You need to get away from them chickens. And you need to get with some eagles that can look past your failure. And say, you know what? That holy thing that's inside of you, God's going to bring it to pass. You're so blessed. She said, you're so blessed. You're so blessed because God's deposited something in you. And you may see it right now, but God's going to perform what he started in you. That's the people you got to be around right now. That's the people you got to be around right now. Can you give me just, just, just a few minutes right there in your seat? I need you to stop. Amen. I need you to stop right now and don't focus on anybody else. Don't even focus. Am I going to call you out? Am I going to embarrass you? I ain't doing anything. Amen. But I know these series of messages is to stir the voice of purpose back up in you. So right now, focus on you. Look in. Don't look out. Say, God, what's that calling? What's that calling? God, revive that calling in me. Let me recognize it again, Lord. Nathan started off the service with being confused. The enemy is wanting me to get confused, and I've been so confused. I've been hearing so many voices. I could not hear the voice of my calling and my purpose anymore. Well, God has brought you here today to revive the voice in you. Right now, right now, open up your spirit. God, God, I will not abort. I will not abort what you have placed down inside of me. I got to get out. I got to rise. I got to move. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, some of you have been thinking about moving for a long time, but you're staying in the chicken pen and the Lord's saying, move. What do you mean move? Come up to a high. Get up. Arise. Arise above your negativity. Arise above your doubt. Arise above your self-pity. Amen. And go to the hill country. That level of ground that is above common ground that is all around you. I'm calling for eagles this morning. I'm calling for eagles. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.